Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lights come on, the priests come out at night. So, you know, when they come on, it's time to shine. You're listening to the From the Pink Seats podcast. Powered by the State of Louisville Network. I'm excited to welcome in one of my favorite guests. He was a staple on the Big Red Louie podcast back when we were over there. And I'm pumped to have him here for the first time on From the Pink Seats. He's the dad of Des and Christian Fitzpatrick. Greg Fitzpatrick, Coach Fitz, how are you? Welcome in. How are we doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Been a long time, right? I know, man. We were just talking about before we came on that we we spoke nearly a year ago, right before uh, spring practice last year. Yeah. And the year before that, we spoke right before the season started, uh, right after they kind of wrapped up fall camp and everything. So I remember um, it's, that. Great to, it's great to have you back on. How's everything going with your life? I know things are probably moving at a thousand miles per hour right now, but how's everything going? Uh, everything's going well, man. Uh you know, Christian just started uh, spring ball yesterday. So, you know, so I'm excited for him, you know, to start his journey. And, uh, you know, hopefully he stays healthy this season. And, uh, of course, Dez is in the middle of, like, probably the most important process of his life. So, you know, things are just, things are just moving. I'm yeah, just, just a few small casual things happening here and there, <laughs> right, right? right? All right, so let's let's jump into it. When we, we Matt, my co-host and I, we have looked at this season, 2020, the 2020 Louisville football season, every way we can to just try to slice up what in the heck happened. How do you go from from winning eight eight games in, in a bowl game to going four and seven? Um, and there's a lot to dissect here, but I, I want to get your thoughts. Just looking back on the season, what are kind of your initial or you know your thoughts now, two months removed from the last game? Uh, I, I just I just think everything was a little screwed up due to COVID, right? And, and, and I know that sounds a little typical, and uh, you know, but everyone else had to deal with it, right? All the other teams had to deal with it. But you know, every program has its own unique dynamic, and because we had just you know caught lightning in a bottle the year before, just kind of changed the culture, you know, <clears throat> from what it was to uh, what it is now. I think uh, the team along with the staff, lost a little momentum with the kids because, you know, the kids were scattered all over the place. Nothing was, uh, nothing was typical. Nothing was organized. Didn't know when they were going to have a season. Uh, and I think it affected everyone differently, right? Every kid differently. Uh, the coaches, I'm sure they were okay, but I think it affected every player differently. And by the time they got back to campus, not even knowing that they were going to have a season, I think that, you know, we struggled a little bit out of the gate early and, you know, had a couple games that could have won either way. And unfortunately, we were on the opposite side of those games uh, when the year prior to, you know, we were on the right side of those uh, ball games that were close. 
Yeah, well, you know, we talked about that a lot going into the season, talking about 2019 being, you know, a few games that could have gone the other way that didn't. And, you know, there's always the chance that that happened. And, and what do you know, lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Obviously, turnovers were a big part of the offense, which uh, the sure. father of a wide receiver, I'm sure that's difficult to watch. But um, uh, let's let's transition a little bit into talking about Dez specifically. After the season wrapped up, went straight into preparing for the NFL draft. Tell me what the preparation has been like for him and, and for you as a father of uh, a football player. Well, I'll start with me uh, as a dad. You know, I'm just in dad mode right now, right? You know, I'm not his coach anymore. You know, I had a conversation with him. So funny, I had a conversation with him probably a, about a week, maybe two weeks ago. And I just kind of told him like, hey, Dad, look, Dad's not your coach anymore, man. And as a matter of fact, you know more about the position than I do now. And uh, he, he, he goes, Dad, come on now. He said, no, I don't. He said, you're tripping. I said, no, no. He's trying to make me feel good. But, you know, he does. And, uh, and I don't coach Dez anymore. You know, I talk through some things because I know his game intimately. So I talk through some things with him every once in a while. But for the most part, you know, I'm just there as counsel, you know, to make sure that he hired the right agent, right, chose the right training facility. And uh, for me, I feel extremely happy because I can sit back and just kind of watch everything take shape now. You know, I don't, you know, I don't call him every day. You know, we text every day. We talk every couple of days. I go see him every once in a while, but you know, he's, he's with a great training facility. You know, his wide receiver coach is Randy Moss and you know, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. He's got a great, he's with a great agency. So, you know, there's a team around him that I firmly believe can just give him the best chance to get drafted as high as possible. And, and that's all, and that's all we're looking for. You know, he, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in a draft. You never know what's going to happen in the draft. But uh, I think for him, you know, he feels extremely comfortable where he's training at. They've got a great group of guys down there, you know, uh, uh, that are training along with a great group of receivers. Like they've got a killer group of receivers. Uh, the kid from Alabama that won the Heisman, he's even down there. Wow. So, and you know, Dez, Dez is going to compete his ass off. You know, he'll drop dead out there before he just, you know, submits, right? right so, right. yeah, that's just his mentality. So he's out there with a good group of guys. I've watched them, and, you know, they all get along, and they're all out there competing. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think that, you know, the cards will fall where they may, but he'll have every opportunity to uh, to improve his draft status. Let's just say that, you know, and he's doing, and he's doing his part, yeah, right? Yeah, so let's – for sure. Let's talk about the senior bowl a little bit, because I think that Louisville fans we've known, we've known for a long time that Des is the, is a, as a number one wide receiver and has the potential to be a first, second, third round draft pick. Things didn't, you know, necessarily always go his way in terms of production at Louisville, but he goes to the senior bowl that is built to give guys like him a chance to show what they can do uh, in front of NFL coaches. Um, and he had a hell of a week was the, easily one of the most talked about players on, on both rosters, won the offensive MVP award for his team. Um, tell me what, what that week was like for you all and, and what allowed him to be so successful that week outside of his, you know, his obvious talent and skill. Uh, yeah, for me, it was, it was interesting because the first day it wasn't on TV and I got a call from a buddy who's down there doing some evaluation, uh, a guy I played college football with, and he's close to a couple of analysts down there. So he was giving me feedback on day one and apparently Des was doing great, made a ton of plays in uh, seven on seven. And, you know, so he, you know, he got through one, uh, got through day one. And, and for me, I know Des is a great practice player. 
like he loves to practice. And that's one of the reasons, you know, he came back to Louisville, you know, in addition to playing with his brother and, you know, and trying to put up some numbers. But, you know, I knew in my heart that if he got an opportunity to go to the senior ball and you, and that's what I preached to him the whole time. Like this, you got to come back because if you come back, you know, you can get in that senior ball. You can play your way into the senior ball. If you get into the senior ball, that's, that's perfectly set up for you. You've always been a camp kid. You've always been a really, really good practice player. You know, you're not a kid who's going to go out there and then all of a sudden, you know, you got a hamstring tweak and, you know, you're done after a day. Right. So, you know, he had, he, he, he put together, you know, a great week of practice, stayed consistent. And, uh, and a lot of guys kind of fell by the wayside during that week. The other receivers mm-hmm. had little nagging injuries and things like that, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, Dennis was one of five receivers out there. In the morning, he, I talked to him. I told him, I said, dude, you're about to get some footballs, man. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, he he made some plays. He let two get away from him, you know. And, and it's funny because Dennis, Dennis has his habit, and we've talked about it. And I told him it's got to be cleaned up before you report to anybody's camp. But and, and I know what it comes from. It comes from his lack of opportunities. But on some short balls, if Dennis peeks and sees he's got an opportunity to take it to the house – He's trying to snatch and go and he doesn't have 10 inch hands, you know, like Odell Beckham. Right. Who right. He emulates with that, that snatch and go. And uh, he, every once in a while, he'll let one get through his hands, you know, trying to make a play and turn a first down or eight yard gain into a 60 yard touchdown. And I, I warned him about that the morning of the game <laughs> and he let to slip through his hands because, you know, he's on the biggest stage of his life and, you know, he's trying to dominate and score a touchdown. So he let two get away, but he, he made a few other catches that were pretty good, man. And, and he got open, played well, and he actually played all three positions. He learned, like, he was the only guy who learned all three positions down there. He learned all three wow. positions and played all three positions, X, Z, and the slot. So I was proud of him, you know, for those football things that people may not even notice that he played in the senior ball and played three spots. That's something that I don't think the regular person or fan watching that would have noticed. But um, in terms of helping his NFL stock, that's got to help. What did you guys walk away with finding out in terms of how much this might help with draft stock? I mean, obviously guys go into these games with – you know, a grade and then come out of them and you, you hear different guys, you know, starting to rise, starting to fall. Um, obviously, I would imagine Des is kind of trending upward here. But what are, what are you guys kind of hearing right now in terms of if the draft were tomorrow, what would be the draft range? Oh, geez. I, you know, and, and I hate to even I, that's a great question, but I hate to even talk about it because there's so many moving parts in the draft. Sure. And, uh, and and there's so many draft mock drafts out there mm-hmm. and and, and if you pay attention to mock drafts over the years, these guys pretty much get you know, the first part of the first round, right? And then the rest, who knows, yeah, right? exactly, right. Yeah, and the only people who really know aren't any of the writers out there writing mock drafts because it's all for the fans and it's all for fun. Sure. The only people who really know are the agents who are talking to teams and evaluators. And if you're not talking to GMs, you're probably not getting a ton of information. Who knows? And, you know, a lot of teams keep things close to their vests. You know, so for me, you know, we're, we're, we're here in a range, you know, anywhere from two to four. I hate to jinx them and he gets drafted in the seventh sure. round, but you know, that, that can happen, right? Yeah, for sure. So he's, yeah, so we really want, things that start shaping up after everyone's pro day is done. So after everyone's pro day is done and we see how fast everyone is and then everyone, you know, starts putting their final grade on guys, then we'll know more. 
And then, you know, you're still guessing because, you know, like Francis, a kid I'm pretty close to, we know KJ Hamler, who's with the Denver Broncos. KJ will tell you that the teams that contacted him the most, I, I, I think I just saw the team that contacted him the most uh, were four teams. The team that drafted him, he never talked to in the pre-draft process. So, you, you know, you just don't know, you know, but I, I just, you know, the things that we're telling Daz and his agent even said it. He said, Daz, look, you, you aced January. Mm-hmm. Then everything you were supposed to do, he, he probably couldn't have done anything more than not drop those two balls. But, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't have helped himself anymore in January. So you got an A for January. So now February is workouts. And uh, in March, there's workouts. And then you run on the 30th, March 30th. You know, that's their pro day. So he's got two months to prepare for his next test. But for the most part, man, it's just day to day. Wake up in the morning, positive attitude, and just say to yourself, I'm going to win today. Forget March 30th. Forget two weeks from now. Forget next week. This morning, I'm going to get up. I'm going to win the day. And that's everything from my rest to what I eat to how I prepare mentally before I hit, you know, before I hit the weight room on the field. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about teams. Now, I don't want to get too much into this because obviously there's a lot that goes into this. But when you look at Des, and you just talked about a little bit him him running in the X, Y, and Z spots at the Senior Bowl. But when you look at offenses across the league, I know that you know football better than most, that you you look and you see what offenses are doing and, and have an idea of where Des would fit in. What type of offense do you think Des would play well? And I mean, I think we could obviously agree he could play in any offense. But if you're kind of right. looking for a team that's tailor-made for him, uh, well, who do you think that is? Let, let's say this. I won't say teams because, of course, you know, the family will feel blessed and happy for dads if he just gets drafted based sure. on, you know, his, his last five years, right? And, uh, you know, he's very fortunate to be even in the conversation to be a draft choice, right? But he, I think he's always had the talent. And I would love to see dads go somewhere where there's like an elite veteran receiver, you know, I don't think that Dez has ever played anywhere in his football career where someone was like better than him, like clearly better than him. And they can teach him anything about being a college uh, receiver or mm-hmm. being a high school receiver. Like he's always been pretty much had the highest football IQ and pretty much the best receiver. So I like to see him go somewhere where there's a Devontae Adams or Stefan Diggs or just, and I'm just throwing names sure, out there, sure. but guys who are clearly better than him, because I know he would learn and get much better. Arizona Cardinals, you know, they got a, a dude out there, right? You know, Keenan Allen, you know, is with the Chargers, you know, there's being in a wide receiver room with a guy like that. Des is going to be a sponge. He's going to get better. Like he's going to get better from day one, just based on his work ethic and how much I know he loves football. So I would love to see him be, you know, in a wide receiver room with a veteran wide receiver and, of course, a, a pretty good trigger man. But, you know, if he goes somewhere where he's got to block a lot, then, you know, put on five extra pounds, man, and start blocking. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think when you when you say those words, you trigger the Baltimore Ravens and a lot of Louisville Cardinal fans' head and the thoughts of reuniting Dez and Lamar Jackson will get any fan around here excited. Before we, we, we transition and start talking about Christian a little bit, give me an idea of what the 40 time is going to look like for Dez. I think that a lot of people are curious as to, oh, to seeing that I, speed with a clock. Man, I don't – oh, Jesus. I don't, I don't even want to jinx it. You know, I don't want to, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just say this, that 
Uh, the last time I think he's been clocked officially in the 40, because I don't think they really did anything uh, with his current uh, staff. I think they, I think they did 40s on a, on a cold day outside on the field, like in like March or something. Right, you know, right. Like that. Yeah. Last time Dez has been clocked um, and, and, and there's stuff out there, you know, on Twitter, he, he's won four, three, eight back-to-back years. His first year, four, three, eight. He's one of the fastest three players on the team the next year, four, three, eight. And, and, and it was on a harder surface in track shoes. Right. Sure. But with no training. Right. So now he's training for three months and uh, he's going to be hand-timed, you know, on turf, depending on the surface and all that good stuff. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't rub four, four. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll be I shocked if he doesn't run four four. Same here. I we've always I'll be thought shocked. I'll be he, floored if he doesn't run four it's, four. It's crazy because when you see him break away, there's been plenty of over the last two years of big plays with him where he gets at, uh, you know behind a defense and breaks away. But I think he's deceptively fast. Like we don't get to see it very often. We haven't seen a ton of it. But you and I have talked, and you think you know he's a, he's an extremely fast NFL wide receiver. Um, and I'm excited to see it. I can't wait to watch him run that forty. I really can't. Yeah, he's never been. There's got a lot of bounce. And he's never been used like that. You know, when Coach Petrino was here, you know, he was always like the third, fourth guy. So he would come in in the four and five receiver sets. Well, four or five receiver sets, he was typically running underneath stuff, right? And there's like nickel and dime coverage out there. So as soon as he gets the ball, there's two guys there, right? But you've seen him use in different ways uh, this year. And, uh, you know, he don't get caught from behind. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Christian a little bit. Uh, thinking back on Dez's career, kind of similar so far to Christian's. Dez sat that first year. Christian didn't play much last year. And now mm-hmm. they're going into year two. There's a real opportunity for Christian to, to be the breakout receiver for Louisville. Can he do it? Let's say this. He has the talent to do it. Christian has the talent. Christian has the talent to do it. Christian is a, a different receiver from Dez. You know, Christian is a legit 6'4". He might be 6'4 and a half. Christian's a big kid. You know, 10-inch hands, you know, 80-plus. I think his wingspan is like 82 inches. You know, two inches longer, yeah, wider than Daz is. Man, is he hoop? That's basketball size right there. Oh, yeah. No, Christian Christian, Christian had a hoop game, but okay, you know, he started right. focusing on football. Yeah, he grew up playing basketball. That that was his game, basketball. But uh, – and, and, and Christian – you know, runs a lot better than most people think. And he's getting faster. And when he comes home, you know, I got a got a guy who's going to tweak some things with him to give him a little more bounce. So, you know, and, and Christian's a really good route runner for his size too. So for me, you know, he just got to get the mental part of the game down. You know, the preparation, you know, Dez was prepared at a really young age. Christian was, a, a you know, a late bloomer to a certain extent. You know, of course, there's probably a little bit of pressure on him to, you know, be as good as his brother, but he's a different player. Like Christian attacks the football like nobody's business. Like Christian would jump up over you, you know, and sit on top of your head attacking the football. So I'm getting him, I'm trying to get him to understand the play to your strengths. You're a good route runner. You can run underneath stuff, but, you know, stop letting the ball, you, you, you can catch over both of your shoulders, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should let that football come down and catch over your shoulders sometimes. Sometimes just go up and be dominant and just get the football. Think attack the football because you're 6'4 with long arms and, 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 and Chris has some hops. So if you go up and attack the football, there's probably not a defensive back in the country who can get up where you high point the ball if you get used to high pointing the ball. So there's little things mentally he has to work on and, you know, in his preparation and things like that. So, you know, he's got time. 
And, and, and as long as, you know, we keep building all those building blocks and he remains passionate about the game and passionate about getting better, he, he will make plays in college football. He's going to make some amazing plays in college football. I feel confident. Yeah, the season, you know, a little bit a ways, and the first year, I, I honestly can't remember seeing him on the field. I'm not sure if he played at all as a freshman in his first season, but, um, you know, obviously there's a, a opportunity here for him to kind of step in um, and become the go-to guy. You know, both of the go-to guys at receiver are gone. There's plenty of opportunity here. Uh, what did he learn, and what was the biggest thing that he walked away with learning? I mean, I know you talked a lot about the mental approach. and um, Last year? Yeah, but last year, what's the biggest thing that he learned that he feels like has him equipped to step into that that those two spots left behind by Tutu and Des? Well, you know he you, you you know he was hurt the entire year last year. He started off he had a great spring, then started off cap really well, then all of a sudden you know had a really bad ankle sprain. You know, and because he's such a big kid, he's still getting used to getting out of his breaks like like his brother but with a whole lot more pressure and torque and stuff like that on his, on his ankles and things like that. So he's got to learn how to change his tempo and things like that. So he's learned, he's learning how to take care of his body because what he's trying to put his body through at six, four, you know, two fifteen, two ten, two fifteen is different from, you know, Dez or Tutu, you know, running 90 miles an hour and sticking her foot in the ground and getting out of, and Christian's, Christian's trying to play like a smaller guy and he plays like a smaller guy, which is in turn is going to take a toll on your body. So he's learning how to take care of his body because, you know, you can't have flashes of one or two weeks where you look amazing. Then all of a sudden, you know, you came down on somebody's foot and twisted your ankle and, you know, it, it ruined your whole season. You know what I mean? So right. he's learning how to, you know, take care of himself and, you know, and learning how to be a better practice player. You know, one thing about Dez, Dez, Dez is an amazing practice player, you know, and, and that's what gets you better practicing. You know, it's not that if you practice well and you go hard and practice every time you step out on a practice field, then when you show up to a place like a senior bowl, you're not nervous. You don't have the, you know, you, you, you don't have the yips, you know, it's just another practice. This is what I do. I line up and I play wide receiver, you know, I get in the drills. Here's, here's, here's how I, prepare myself before the practice here's how hard i go into drills here's what i do when seven on seven comes here's what i do when one-on-ones come and you're just used to it and that's the thing that you know christian and probably a lot i mean most young players you know they just have to get used to the speed of practice but coming out every day and uh making sure you leave that practice feel healthy you know. yeah, so it's going to be an interesting season for Louisville. There's still a lot up in the air, obviously, with a couple of new coaches on offense um, and missing, you know, the top running back and two top receivers, uh, top tight end. Things are going to look a little bit different on the offense. What's your level of optimism this season that they um, having a veteran quarterback and having some pieces who were there last year and watching the wings? What is your level of optimism of them being able to hit the ground running and improving on what they've built on the first two seasons? I think they're going to be OK because I think uh, the coaching staff probably has a lot of continuity you know coach brewer uh still being there you know coach brewer is an amazing wide receiver coach you know i think coach sad has probably learned some things when it comes to play calling in the acc right mm -hmm. you know so you know I, I think they should take a step forward you know uh when you think about the level of talent with javion hawkins tutu and Daz, you know th those are Three guys who are probably going to play on Sundays, you know, God willing, they'll probably play on Sundays. And, and that's a lot of firepower on offense, right? 
So, so you ask yourself, you know, how do they replace that, that production? Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like Dez got 10 touches a game, right? So, so I don't think that, you know, everyone should panic because those guys left because, you know, the offensive system is really based on the system. Do you know what I mean? It's really based. Yeah. The, the offensive approach is based on the system and the play calling and, you know, that play sheet. And, you know, every once in a while you can glance out there and say, whoa, wait a minute, my outside guy on every running play and press coverage is killing this corner. You know, we need to throw it up top a couple of times. You know, that's an easy call. But, you know, I don't think that we do a lot of that. Who knows? You know, I don't think we do a lot of that. So the playbook is still the playbook. You know, there's some real interesting stuff in that playbook. So I, I think we'll still be okay because the defense is going to take a step forward. All right, last question here, and this is specific to Dez. You know, watching the the press conference that he did after the Senior Bowl, wearing the Louisville hat and talking about the Louisville love that he has, um, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. Um, in fact, I think as Louisville fans have watched him over the last couple of months prepare for the NFL draft, there's a lot of regret of not seeing him reach his full potential as a athlete at Louisville in terms of production and what we know he could do. Um, but when you look back on Dez's career, the ups and the downs that that he went through with the coaching turnover, the winning at a high level, playing with a former Heisman Trophy winner to uh, new coaching staff, having to deal with a whole new scheme and kind of relearning uh, what, a, what a culture looks like at a college football program. What stands out to you the most on his career? Uh, just his ability to handle adversity. Do you know what I mean? I, I For think, sure. yeah, yeah. A lot of times, you know, cause we have conversations and, you know, there's schools out there to throw the ball a ton and things like that. You know, I mean, I, I've had people have conversations with me and it's just like, what do you think Des would do in Alabama's offense? Oh, well, shit. Des would probably have 1,400 yards in Alabama's offense, right? So, but, but you know, he didn't play for Alabama. He played for the University of Louisville. And, you know, the dynamics that have happened with that program during his time here, you know, are just a part of his history. You know, it's a, it's a part of the scars that make him, or I think have made him tough mentally. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think it has prepared him for what he's going to be up against if he wants to play in that league on Sundays and wants to stick around for eight, 10 years. You know, if that's your goal, like you say, then, you know, it's never going to be all roses, right? It's never going to be easy. And, uh, and I think the fact that he's gone through a lot of adversity, you know, and, uh, and, 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 so, you know, some things, you know, he, he probably needs to be better at, you know, as a, as a young man, but you know, that, that football part, the adversity that he's gone through, has just made him tougher and learn to deal with things when things aren't going your way. You know, you, you play in a high power passing offense one year with a ton of concepts then a different, you know, system comes in. Well, guess what? You're a football player. What if you were in the NFL right now and you got traded from a high flying offense that passes a lot. Then all of a sudden you got traded somewhere where they run the ball a lot or they throw to the slot receiver a lot, or they throw to the tight ends a lot. What are you going to do? You have to play to get your paycheck. So put on five pounds, block your ass off and be a football player, you know, and you just have to suck it up. You just have to suck it up. And, uh, and I think he did a real good job of doing that. And uh, now I, I think it has prepared him to handle like an atmosphere, like a senior bowl and just go in there. Like it's another practice, right? You know, I mean, he literally went in there like it's just another practice, you know, senior bowl game. It's just another game. Hell, throw me the ball. So, so, so I think the adversity that he has gone through has been like pretty much his badge of honor.
I think. And and and, and he loved and he loves the university, you know. He loves he loves the University of Louisville and he loves the fans at the University of Louisville. And uh, you know, as a dad, you know, you wish things would have went, you know, differently as a dad, you know, but as a coach, you know, I tell him, you know, like, hey, dude, you just gotta suck it up. You know, you can't transfer because you didn't graduate. I told you to take enough classes to graduate and stop dropping classes. Can't graduate, so you gotta stay. Stay and suck it up and do what you have to do to reach your goals. Whatever it is you have to do to reach your goals, that's what you do. And nothing, nothing less than that. So uh, we'll see where it takes them, man. Well, I, I got to say on behalf of Card Nation, thank you for you know lending your son to us for the last five years. It has been a pleasure to watch him on the football field. I've grown up a Louisville fan my entire life. I've seen a lot of great receivers, Devontae Parker included, but uh, there are not any who reach the level of professionalism, ability to play on the field, and just true love for school like Des. So thank you for everything that you, oh, you know, the role that you played in getting him here. Well, you, you know how I feel. You and I have had this conversation plenty of times. And I'm also extremely excited for the future of Christian, man. We've been, you and I have been talking about this since he was a junior in high school, getting ready yeah. to start his recruiting up. And so the year has finally come where hopefully he's going to see the field. And we are extremely excited about that. Uh, Greg, thank you for joining us. Best of luck over the next couple of months, man. I cannot wait until draft day to see that camera set up in your house and get to see the family celebration. Uh, hell, I'll cry if he gets drafted in the seventh round. I just want him to get picked up somewhere. Uh, yeah. I don't think you'll have to worry about that. But thank you again, and uh, best of luck to you guys as you get to Pro Day sure, and the Combine, and we'll, we'll chat soon. Greg Fitzpatrick, you guys can follow him on Twitter at CoachFitz007. Uh, great stuff there. One of the best football minds there is out there. Greg, thank you as always. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.